0: Welcome to the City's Backyard with Matt the Z Man a podcast that interviews all walks of life. From their own backyard. The City's Backyard starts now. Welcome to this week's mini episode of The City's Backyard. We're doing a, a mini episode this week because we have a important local topic that we wanted to address. And once again, the city's backyard interviews all walks of life. We're not a political podcast, but we do like to get the information out there locally when we can. And, you know, with uh, AM radio being so limited these days and everyone listening to podcasts, it's a great way to relay the information to people in the community. So our next guest is Diane Cece. She is the president of the East Norwalk Neighborhood Association in Norwalk, Connecticut. And the topic today is the proposed Norton Park Trucking Distribution Center in Norwalk. So we wanted to get the information out there uh, about what's happening with this project, this proposed project. And we wanted to find out, you know, how residents can oppose it if they're against it. So Diane, thanks for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Sure. No problem. So let's get right to it. You know, we want to get information on what's happening. A lot of people know nothing about this trucking project. So why don't you explain what exactly it's all about?
1: Sure. Thank you, Matt. Um, So the the East Norwalk Neighborhood Association is involved in this because it's a um, controversial zoning application um, before our zoning commission. It is what's called a special permit. So it does require a public hearing. And basically what it's about is there is a, um, a facility in Norton Park off of Strawberry Hill in East Norwalk that is the former property of Norton, a facility that many people are familiar with that was involved in radar and and uh, military uh, manufacturing. Back in their heyday, they had many thousands of workers there at that site. Um, into the um, 80s and even early 90s. But in uh, recent years, Norton and northrop Grumman moved out of there and um, there is a 600,000 square foot structure uh, within Norton Park there today. The proposal before our zoning commission is an application from a developer to take half of that structure, roughly 330,000 square feet, convert it into warehouse wholesale distribution property, and it would consist of 19 loading docks under their full renovation of the structure. The intent is to have regional distribution of business to or warehouse to business distribution. We've been advised by the applicant that there is not an attempt at this point to have warehouse to consumer distribution, things like your listeners would recognize as the last mile um, delivery for things like Amazon. Mm. So that's basically the application that's there today. The, 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 uh, that side of the parcel is unused. It is approved as of right and zoning for other applications. But one of the ones that's allowed by special permit is warehouse and wholesale distribution center.
0: So let's let's talk about what the concern is for local residents in Norwalk and I believe Westport, because we're going to Mm -hmm. talk about the actual uh, routes that uh, the trucks would take. So we're talking about 18 wheelers coming through East Norwalk and and Saugatuck.
1: Yes. So it's going to be a combination of um, of factors that, you know, why people are concerned and opposing this. And the um, the truck traffic is a major component of that. One thing that that, um, that people might be interested in knowing is that although the developer is applying for and presented plans for the use of the 300,000 square feet, and also has identified 19 loading docks, they um, have told the zoning commission that they don't know yet who the tenants will be. And certainly if they know who the tenants are, they, they are not divulging it at this time. So it's hard to analyze the data that they're presenting and that we have regarding how many trucks will actually be involved at the facility. The reason why people are very concerned about this, Matt, is that by their own estimation, there would be 200 truck trips a day. Wow. So truck trips meaning 100 trucks in and 100 trucks out. And it's based on uh, national um, averages that they use from the um, national standards on traffic analysis. But because they don't identify the tenants, we don't know if that's 200 trucks a day or 600 trucks a day. A 19-dock facility suggests to experts in the industry that it will be many more than 19 trucks a day. What we no. don't know as well is how many of the 200 or 300 or 400 will be the 50 to 60 to 62-foot-long tractor-trailers that wow. weigh as much as 80,000 pounds fully loaded. What we do know is that there's going to be a lot of trucks in and out. Um, for stocking the warehouse and distribution and then the and then the distribution out. The original primary route that was suggested by the applicant and approved by the state of Connecticut was exit 17. And so that is due to all the complications you can well imagine if exit 16 were to be used. The idea was that large tractor trailers would um, proceed out to US 1, to the post road, and then travel south to, um, or rather um, west to Norwalk, and turn onto Strawberry Hill, and then proceed to Norton Park. The smaller box trucks and vans and other vehicular traffic would take Route 136, Old Saugatuck into into, uh, Winfield. Well, here's the thing.
0: Here's the thing that I'm, I'm getting from what you're telling me. Uh, I, I believe a lot of people don't realize that these trucks will not only be going up and down Strawberry Hill Road and uh, Route, what is it, Route 33 is, is to Saugatuck? Uh, th- yeah, 136. And, mm-hmm. Oh, 136, right. And, and then you're, you're saying that uh, they're going to use exit 17 in Westport and the trucks can actually come down the post road past, uh, you know, past the, all the local businesses right, right in Norwalk.
1: Exactly. And so that and that was the proposed primary recommended route. And we still would expect trucks to take that route, especially when the highway is completely backed up and just getting from 17 to 16 can be a nightmare. But what has happened since they first filed that is that the applicant came back and now has a new plan as of December that suggests exit 16 be the primary route and 17 be the secondary route. And now, so the problem is exacerbated by now trying to have tractor trailers coming through uh, the center of East Norwalk. Anyone who's familiar with the exit 16 interchange will know it's a nightmare just with vehicular traffic, with the the on and off ramps. Uh, With tractor trailers, it's going to be that much worse. They'll also then be coming on East Avenue to Fitch Street and then right back onto residential Strawberry Hill Avenue.
0: So it sounds like you have uh, a few problems here when we're talking about traffic. We're not even talking about the pollution at this point from the diesel fumes. But, you know, you have beach traffic in the summer where boaters go to the Norwalk Harbor to use their boats. And, you know, you have people coming from New York to use their boats. I mean, it's not just local residents that that put their boats in the harbor there. These are people from out of state that put their boats there. And also, you have people from Westport and Fairfield that come down the post road to shop at Stu Leonard's. So yeah, fact, that, I mean, that's going to cause really, a problem.
1: Exactly. Matt, it's really a regional issue. A lot of people in the beginning were looking at this saying, you know, well, this is kind of isolated to East Norwalk. And the reality is, is just by virtue of East Norwalk having Calf pasture beach and Taylor farm, um, the boat marinas, etc. cetera. And so many people coming through East Norwalk um, to and from Westport, especially on 136, it really is going to impact the entire region over here. Um, And especially in the summertime when we have the heavy um, when we have the heavy beach visitors as well.
0: Well, you Um, also, Diane, you also have schools up and down Mm -hmm. Strawberry Hill Road. So you have you have a lot of kids walking back and forth to school, right on Strawberry Hill Road. And they have a, a bike lane now on Strawberry Hill Road. So that's going to be very dangerous for people bicycling, correct?
1: Exactly. So, um, so the main crux of the opposition for this, map has to do with two things, and mostly it relates to the trucks. One would be the trucks and the congestion, but the also the trucks related to the safety hazard, both environmental and the fact of having 80,000-pound truck or trailers on a road such as Strawberry Hill. There are three schools on Strawberry Hill plus one private preschool. We also have an assisted living, senior living, dementia facility there as well. The trucks will be spewing diesel exhaust, and I, I'll spare you the, the eye-glazing uh, details, but... Um, you can Google it and most people are familiar with the health detriments of diesel exhaust in their neighborhoods. In addition, Strawberry Hill is a federally funded safe routes to school road, which means your federal tax dollars help to pay for improvements that have been made on Strawberry Hill over the years to protect pedestrians and cyclists and especially school children. Um, walking to and from and then the congestion, you know, having to do with dropping off and picking up kids. So it's the air pollution and safety factors of tractor trailers and residential neighborhoods are the two crux of the of the um, opposition to this.
0: I feel like um, like like this has kind of been uh, sort of a secret in Norwalk. And now people are just sort of finding out about it. But my question to you is, are people aware of this in Westport? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, two things on that. Westport, um, really, because of the Saugatuck area, mostly in East Norwalk, we consider ourselves all to be one ecosystem here. So it's all very closely related. When you look at it, even geographically, you know, appears to be one neighborhood, and we consider it that way. And uh, East Norwalk Neighborhood Association has a long history of collaborating um, with Westport on these types of issues. So Westport is aware of it. Um, we're trying to spread the word there further. And um, two things that have happened on the Westport side, Matt. The um, Westport First Selectman, um, Mr. marpy uh, submitted a letter to Norwalk Planning, his Norwalk Zoning Commission. And it, for a whole host of reasons he outlined, he urges our Zoning Commission to deny without prejudice on this application. And then your Planning or, or Westport's Planning and Zoning uh, Commission also sent a letter into um, our zoning commission outlining their concerns and urging them to you know, to take all of these things into full consideration before they vote. So West Porters are aware. We're, you know, we always struggle to make sure everyone's aware. It's kind of a, you know, it's an uphill battle to get people engaged. We use radio, we use um, newspaper, postcard mailers, emails, flyers, lawn signs, um, every vehicle that we can to get the word out there. Um, Let me ask you this,
0: Diane. Yeah, sure. um, OK, when I was young, uh, I grew up in Valhalla, New York, and Pepsi PepsiCo wanted to put a facility basically behind our house near Valhalla High School. And uh-huh. I remember my father going to the, the meetings to, to fight it, the neighborhood meetings. Now, you know, what it came down to was money for the town and in the end fighting it. Didn't Absolutely nothing. PepsiCo moved in and, you know, it's there till this day. And uh, so so my question to you is, you know, is fighting this really going to do anything? Because when it comes down to it, it, you know, most towns or cities just want the money.
1: Right. Well, that's a, that's a great question. That, that's a great question, Matt, because the, the zoning commission is charged with evaluating an application like this based on a lot of legal issues that they have to consider. And so there is a component that comes into place as it's kind of a mitigating factor or something that's objectionable, where people can say and we'll admit it too. Um, of course, we'd like to bring jobs into Nulwok, and of course we'd like to add to our grand list tax revenue, um, and take a burden off of homeowners. But the fact that with this particular application is that this use of a warehouse distribution center doesn't really generate. Um, highest and best revenue in terms of taxes, just by the nature of the business, and we also, because they don't identify the tenants and they don't know who they are, there's no guarantee of a set number of jobs or what level of pay those jobs could be, or even if those jobs would be required. You know, there's nothing to require the jobs to be um, given to people who live here regionally. So, um, when, you know, when you say, "Is it even you know kind of worth the the fight of this?" It is because The zoning commission also has to take into account um, what are called the 13 special permit standards when they're analyzing this. And a major component of that is the impact on the community and not the least of which is an impact on air quality and quality of life and noise and other things like that. So within these 13 criteria, um, they do have to take into account things to protect the neighborhood and the community and not just be looking at you know, could this be advantageous to the city to have this here in lieu of the empty building?
0: Well, there's also going to be quite a few uh, cars that are coming in, right? Oh, yeah, like yeah. 300 cars?
1: Yeah. It, I think the um, truck, the car trips are 574 car trips a daily. So again, that's in and out. So you're going to have a lot of vehicular traffic as, as well. So, well, I mean, one,
0: one 18-wheeler on East Avenue is going to back mm-hmm. up traffic tremendously. I mean, that's like five or six cars right there. Yeah.
1: Exactly. If you're familiar with East Avenue and you look at the placements of the lights at St. John and Myrtle, all you need is two tractor trailers at the same time and it's doom. It would be complete gridlock, not to mention that they can't make a turn with the radius of what's needed on the larger of the trucks without either waiting for the opposing traffic um, to, to clear completely, which it never does on East Avenue, like, you know, until three in the morning, or... They end up forcing cars to back up at a red light to allow them to clear it, which is horrible. I mean, yes, we just can't have that in in the center center of town.
0: What if the city had proposed, you know, just uh, doing this through the overnight hours, like 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. before the schools open? Would that even be possible or no?
1: Well, one, the um, applicant is not agreeable to, to considering really any conditions that impact the ability of your tenants to conduct and be a profitable business that's number one number two don't forget as we spoke about earlier that the entire parcel is surrounded by residential um, including westport and so any operation that would be overnight would be a complete disruption to all the residences in terms of the rumbling of trucks and the loading um, and unloading um, the reverse beep, beep, beep signal that people hear us talk about all the time. Diesel engines. Did the, the diesel engine exhaust? Um, yeah, so it doesn't really remedy, remedy this. One of the, the primary statements from the neighborhood association, map is um, that we are urging denial and saying there are no mitigating factors or conditions that would make this particular application either suitable desirable or acceptable in our community
0: let me ask you this so, how do people get involved so you know if they're opposed to this what, what can thanks, they do
1: thanks so two things one we want people to be informed so um we and we can do that through the east norwalk neighborhood association and people can always go to the norwalk city uh, website as well and read actually all of the documentation we encourage people who um, want more information and um, whether they're opposed or not, make their own minds up. They can go to our website, which is EastNawalk.org. and they can also email us directly at info at org, and they can also um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well.
0: Now, did you have any events scheduled that people can be a part of to uh, discuss this? Thanks.
1: Thank you so much. We just had our monthly meeting um, last week, and um, the next event that we're looking to do in the pre-planning stages, we have a press conference and rally tentatively scheduled for 10 a.m. on Saturday um, in the Strawberry Hill vicinity, and we'll be um, actually clarifying all the details on that between today and tomorrow, and we'll be posting and emailing that information out to the community so that now, they can participate.
0: What if people want to get, isn't there one final Zoom meeting with the zoning that people can get involved with? Isn't this happening on February 8th?
1: Yep. Thank you, Matt. So the, the final public hearing is February 8th. We're encouraging people to send letters into the Zoning Commission expressing their concerns. And also they can appear via Zoom and make a public comment that evening as well. And then it's expected that depending on how many people are there, uh, last time we had close to 200, I think, um, at the last hearing, um, that the applicants will either make their rebuttal that evening or possibly there'll be another meeting after that, but only for the applicants to make their rebuttal. And then the Zoning Commission would make their decision. But yes, the public hearing is February 8th. It is at 6 p.m. It's a virtual hearing via Zoom, either via video conference or phone. And again, if you get on our email list, we send those links out. And we can also advise people who aren't used to using Zoom um, how best to be able to participate comfortably. We'll also give them all the emails at City Hall to send their comments and opposition um, via email.
0: Diane, it sounds like time is ticking on this, which is one of the reasons why we did an additional podcast this week, because the timing is important. Is time running out on this?
1: It's, it's, it's running out because the February hearing um, really is the, the last step on this. So um, people really need to get informed now. They need to be engaged now. If we only have that window of time to continue to press with our zoning commission that we are urging them to oppose this and why. And um, I just want to mention quickly, Matt, before we finish, there's really two fronts on this opposition. East Newark Neighborhood Association is handling the public engagement and communication and really the interaction with local government. A subset in, within our neighborhood called the Sasqua Hills Association recently formed to be able to hire a lawyer and present the legal case opposing this application, And so that's very important because if the Zoning Commission opts to deny this application, they must do it based on legal grounds and it needs to be defensible. So there's a legal component of opposition to this that's as important as the public opposition to it. And people who email us, we can certainly share the information about the legal efforts. And people can also make a contribution to the Legal Defense and Expert Testimony Fund, because obviously these things cost a lot of money.
0: Who can get involved on this final hearing on February 8th? Is it just East Norwalk residents or is it Norwalk, Westport? I mean, who can get involved?
1: Every single uh, person can get involved in the uh, public hearing. Um, They do require you to state your name and address for the record. Um, And then you can simply speak. And if you're speaking in opposition, you can tell them you're opposed and you can tell them why. But there's no restriction on who can speak.
0: So you're saying Westport uh, residents can attend?
1: Of course, yes, and they can speak. In fact, at the last public hearing, a planning and zoning commissioner spoke as well from Westport.
0: Very good. Diane. And and a lot of
1: Westport people have sent in letters as well, too, and we encourage them to keep doing that. Thank you.
0: Sure. Thank you for getting all this great information out, uh, local information that impacts the whole community. Thanks for, uh, you know, again, uh, explaining everything. A lot of people are just finding out about this local issue and a lot of people are, you know, uh, very upset. So we wanted to, you know, give you a chance to, to get on the podcast and get that information out there. So, again, Diane CC, the president of the East Norwalk Neighborhood Association. But as you said, it, it goes beyond East Norwalk. We're talking uh, the surrounding towns, uh, you know, especially Westport because of the exit 17 on and off ramp on ninety five, and of course, it's going to affect people, you know, in, in other parts of Norwalk as well, because it's just going to be uh, sounds like a lot of traffic. So, again, we appreciate you coming and uh, talking about this on the city's backyard.
1: Thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate it.
0: That puts a wrap on another edition of the city's backyard, a podcast with Matt the Zeco. We'll be back next week with more interesting topics, great guests, and fun conversation about what's happening in and around your community. That's it for now. We'll see you soon. The opinions expressed by the guests are not necessarily those of the host of the City's Backyard podcast or its sponsors. The City's Backyard podcast tapes weekly, and the topics and information are related to the time of the taping. Thanks for listening to the City's Backyard.